Chicago's draft plans, that crazy eighth overall pick, and more on this episode of Breaking Bears. Hello everyone and welcome again to Breaking Bears, the all new team centric show all about the Chicago Bears here on Facebook Live at 24-7 Sports. In a minute, I'm your host Kevin Boyler, but in a minute we'll be joined by Matt Urich of the Chicago Bears on 24-7 Sports. He's our Bears expert. He's going to be breaking down the Bears full draft plans, especially that eighth overall pick. We're going to be talking a lot about that pick and a lot of you are already voting in our poll. Then we're going to be talking about day two and day three and also the recent retirement ceremonies for Devin Hester and Matt Forte. We'll share some of our favorite Bears moments involving those two greats. And then at the end of the show, we'll open up the phone lines so you guys at home can get your chance to ask Matt Urich whatever it is that's on your mind. Bears related, not Bears related doesn't matter we want to hear from you and in the meantime we want you to jump in the comment section and drop as many questions as possible in the comment section now any thoughts you may have for me or Matt drop them in we'll be reading them throughout the broadcast and then we'll try to answer as many of them by the end of today's show all right let's bring in Matt Urich of the Chicago Bears on 24-7 sports there he is Matt how's it going today I am doing great Kevin how about yourself I'm doing just fine. Glad to have you here for another episode of Breaking Bears. Hope the fans at home are just as excited as I am. Let's gauge their excitement by checking out the early results in this poll. All right. What should the Bears do with pick number eight? That's the question we're asking all of you at home. Here are the options. Quinton Nelson, Roquan Smith, Tremaine Edmonds, or Trade Back. The Bears have some interesting options if you want to vote in this poll. Quinton Nelson is the heart emoji. Roquan Smith is the laughing. Tremaine Edmonds is the wow emoji. He's only 19 years old, so wow face fits. And then trade back is the angry face emoji. Matt, where do you think the fans will stand on this one? Ooh, I'm thinking the fans are going to stand with Quentin Nelson. He's been the big name, the hot name. Everybody's sort of been drawing the conclusion that Nelson makes the most sense for the Bears. Given the fact Harry Keystan, the former offensive line coach in Notre Dame, he's now in Chicago as part of Matt Nagy's staff. So I think a lot of people are going to be leaning Nelson's way, but I wouldn't be surprised to see maybe Tremaine Edmonds kind of uh, jump up a little bit too. Well, you got a good pulse for the fans. Quentin Nelson is out to an early lead right now with 33 votes in the poll. Roquan Smith has an early edge on Tremaine Edmonds among those two linebackers, but more people want to see the Bears trade back than take either of those linebackers so far. But we're talking a little bit more about those linebackers, Quentin Nelson, and all the Bears options in this year's draft in the moments ahead. Corbin in the comments section says, trade back, get more picks. Bradley says, Nelson is the safest pick at eight. He's a top five player in the draft, and I agree. Brandon says, we need a big name running back. And Zamel says, get anybody that can catch. So wide receiver, not in the Bears' plans at eight. Real quick before we jump in. Oh, I highly doubt it. I mean, even after losing Cameron Meredith there a couple weeks ago to New Orleans, I just don't think the value is good enough there at number eight for Chicago to take a wide out. All right, well, let's talk about some of the players who do have a chance of being selected by the Bears. This Bears team is looking to rebuild and head in a new direction under new head coach Matt Nagy. The Bears have posted four straight losing seasons under the past two head coaches. But Quentin Nelson is somebody who I think might be able to change the franchise. Do you see him as being that type of player for the Bears? 
I sort of sit on the fence with this. While I do think that Quentin Nelson, he makes a ton of sense. He helps fill holes. A major need. Chicago has a huge need at left guard right now. So he's the type of player who can immediately slot in. You start him at left guard, play the next decade plus or whatever uh, at that position. But my only fear is, and, and, and the thing is, with an offensive guard, particularly a left guard, it's is the impact truly viable from the get-go and I know that you're trying to protect your rookie or your now second year quarterback second overall pick in Mitch Trubisky from last year so you're trying to protect him I don't know if he's the guy that automatically makes your team a playoff contender but I do think he would be a huge upgrade I mean he obviously would make that offensive line much better this year than than they were a year ago I'm just not convinced he's that like final missing piece Abraham in the comments says Denzel Ward, who's the cornerback out of Ohio State. I like Denzel Ward, but I think you and I agree if the Bears are going to go defense, they're going to go linebacker, right? Completely agree. I like Denzel Ward as well. Considering that the Bears brought back Prince Amukamara and Kyle Fuller, it's still a need, there's no doubt, but part of me thinks that they're not going to address that position early. And and I'm with you. I think linebacker, linebacker makes a ton of sense if they don't go Quentin Nelson, Roquan Smith, and, and Tremaine Edmonds. Those are clearly the two biggest names right now. Let's talk about those two guys because the Bears have been building at the linebacker position for quite some time now. They've got Danny, Danny Trevathan in there, uh, Leonard Floyd, who was a top pick recently. So maybe they add another top pick to bolster that linebacker position and as we mentioned, Tremaine Edmonds and Roquan Smith are two of the top candidates. What are the pros and cons when you're evaluating these two against each other? Well, the thing that jumps off the tape, specifically with both, is both of these guys are an extremely athletic linebackers, which plays into this system a lot. It's what Vic Fangio has always coveted with his linebackers. He likes athleticism, but he also likes a little bit of that physicality. You look at a guy like... Uh, Patrick Willis out there in San Francisco when he was there. Uh, Navarro Bowman, similar uh, in the sense that they have a lot of athleticism, like to play, uh, or they're really good at playing downhill. My fear is with a guy like Roquan Smith is at 6'1", 230-ish pounds. Yeah, it's similar to what Danny Trevathan is, but the thing is with, with Roquan, I feel like he gets lost a lot, particularly when he's trying to shed blockers. If he has a clear path, there's few in the, there's few in the college game that are better than him. He could get downhill in a hurry, but I fear that he gets swallowed up a little bit too much with blockers. And then when I look at a guy like Tremaine Edmonds, there's a lot to love, love his length, love his athleticism. I like the fact that he's 19. I think that means there's still a ton of room for him to grow. But the fear is with that is it's a long-term investment with him more than most. I, while he could probably walk in and contribute from day one, you're not going to really see the, the peak of his abilities, I think, for another few years. But he would be a, another great fit for Vic Fangio because Fangio loves these long, lean, athletic, you know, Eldon Smith types who, you know, purely from an on-field perspective. And, and while he's not a guy who has a ton of experience getting after the quarterback, a lot of people think you could probably use him inside a little bit. You can move him to the outside, go after the, the quarterback. So, my nod would go to Edmonds in the long run, but I do think that you couldn't be disappointed if you got Roquan Smith either. Danny in the comments section says, we need a leader. Roquan Smith is a leader. We mentioned Tremaine Edmonds' youth. He's only 19 years old. Is leadership something that you see giving Roquan Smith an edge over Tremaine Edmonds? Definitely, and this defense needs 
a voice. And while Akeem Hicks is that along the defensive line, and Danny Trevathan can be looked at as a leader. This team lost two leaders in in Willie Young and Pernell McPhee this offseason by being let go. You have a very young secondary still. Outside of Prince of Mukamara, they're, they're very young. That linebacker core is relatively young. So I think if you had a voice and someone who can be that new face of your defense, and, and I think Roquan could be that guy, and, and he obviously has the experience at Georgia, and he, he was that type of leader there, that uh, he would definitely be a big fit or, or a nice fit, I mean, in, in Chicago because of that. We have a lot of fans in the comments section now who are sharing their ideal scenarios for a trade back. The Bills at number 12 are a team that could come calling. There's several others considering how many teams want a quarterback and how the Bears don't really need one. But who can the Bears steal by trading back in this year's draft? Ooh, that's a great question. And if they if they were able to move back, say Buffalo wanted to move up, say Arizona wants to move up and grab a quarterback, because today Ryan Pace spoke at, at his press conference saying what we already knew, the Bears are not going to take a quarterback in, this, uh, in the first round of this year's draft. No surprise there. So I think if they move back, look at a guy like a Marcus Davenport, the outside linebacker, edge rusher from uh, University of Texas, San Antonio. Another guy who I think number eight is just a little too high. I don't think the value is great right there with him. But he, he, he checks off all the boxes of what Ryan Pace loves in his defensive players. He likes long, lean, athletic guys who are still kind of ascending. And that's what it is with Davenport. He's still an ascending player. I would also look at a guy like Harold Landry because I think he makes sense too because that position is such a huge need. They need edge rushers. They need guys who can get after the quarterback. And Landry, again, he's a guy you you don't find a ton of value at number eight. But if you traded back and he was still sitting there, I think you'd get great value. Other guys too are Minka Fitzpatrick. There's been some talk that he might drop. Uh, there's been talk that Derwin James from, from Florida State, another defensive back who could potentially drop back. So if that were the case, I think Chicago could find really, really good value in the mid-rounds of this draft if they could trade back and recoup a, a couple picks in the process. Right, and John in the comment section is really liking what we've been saying about the linebacker options. He says the Bears are a team with a storied past at linebacker, naming some of the greatest of all time, Buckus, Singletary, Erlocker, and Briggs. He says we need to keep that tradition going. Do you agree? Oh, I completely agree. This organization is built on Hall of Fame linebackers. Like he like he mentioned, Butkus, Singletary, Brian Urlacher going into the Hall of Fame later this year. It has been such a staple of this organization. They've prided themselves on it. And he also mentioned a guy like Lance Briggs. We saw people like that for a long time be the face of the defense in Chicago. So that's why I think it's so important uh, for this franchise to be a face of this franchise. And that's why an Edmonds or Roquan Smith makes sense because I think both of them have that potential. Are they Hall of Famers? Of course, we don't know how that's going to play out. But I definitely think they're the type of players who will immediately be loved by fans because of the effort they give and because they, they fill a huge need. Uh, the inside linebacker position is a big need right now. Before we move on to day two and day three options, I want to play a little bit of a hypothetical game with you. Mitchell Trubisky was picked number two overall. He was the top quarterback picked in last year's draft. Where would Trubisky rank among the QBs in this year's draft class? Boy, that one, that one is tough. That, that is tough because I think 
this year's draft class, you look at Josh Rosen and Sam Darnold and Josh Allen, Baker Mayfield. Those are top four. Throw Lamar Jackson in there as well. I, I see a lot of similarities between a lot of these guys and Trubisky. A lot of these players are athletic, decent accuracy, can get the ball down the field. The only quarterback I think I would take in this draft over Mitch Trubisky is Sam Darnold. I, I like just the overall makeup of Darnold. I think he has the ability to be an actual, true, number one star quarterback in this league. He needs some seasoning. Uh, I, I, but I would definitely put Trubisky right at that level below. I just think that Darnold comes into the league a little more polished than Trubisky was a year ago. Uh, Trubisky only having the 13 college starts, so that kind of played into that. Um, but, but, you know, outside of that, I think they're really, really close. But I put Trubisky right in the mix. Several teams clamoring for a shot at Darnold this year, so the Bears have to feel pretty good about themselves with Trubisky under center. Okay, let's talk day two. The Bears pick in the second round, but their third round pick belongs to the 49ers because of that trade last year to go and get Mitchell Trubisky. So with no third round pick, how important is it for the Bears to hit in the second round as well as the first? Oh, and this is huge, especially after last year. With they, they traded back in the second round, gained some more picks, and, and they took Adam Shaheen in the second round. I am very high on Shaheen, and I think he's going to have a, a really nice season under Matt Nagy. I think he fits this offense really well because of his skill set, but he didn't really have that good of a rookie season, and part of that is the Bears, I don't think they used him very well, and, and they weren't sure how they wanted to use him as a tight end. He spent a lot of time blocking where I think his strength lies as a pass catcher, so the fact that he didn't really work out, quote-unquote, last season has so much more pressure on Ryan Pace to find someone in the second round who can really contribute from day one. And, and a guy that I would love and I think makes a ton of sense for the Bears in the second round, if he could somehow make it there, Georgia outside linebacker Lorenzo Carter. I think he makes a ton of sense. Former teammate of uh, Leonard Floyd there at Georgia. Similar skill set definitely plays into what the Bears want. So I think that second-round pick, it's so important for this team because after seeing what Mitch Trubisky sort of did last year, but not, you know, you didn't get a lot from him and you didn't get a ton from Adam Shaheen, it makes these first two picks so much more important now. And for day three, the Bears have five total picks on day three two in the fourth round, and then one each in the fifth, sixth, and seventh round. Are there any diamonds in the rough that the Bears could find on day three? Well, as we talked about before with Quentin Nelson, let's just say Nelson, he's not there at number eight for Chicago, or they pass on him and take someone else. They still need help at the guard position, and I think this year's draft, pretty they have a pretty good amount of talented guards. When you look at the fourth, fifth round, a guy I really like, is out of Humboldt State, a school I'm sure not a lot of people have heard of, and his name is Alex Kappa. He was a he was an offensive tackle there. They transitioned him to the interior of the offensive line during the Senior Bowl. I love the fact that he is a pure mauler. And for Bears fans, the guy that I think he's very similar to, former Bears left guard Matt Slauson, a guy who never got a ton of credit, but he always showed up, was an effective uh, left guard, was really good in the running game, uh, solid footwork in the passing game. So I think he's someone to keep an eye on, fourth, fifth round. And, and also for Chicago, they need help at wide receiver, as we talked about before. I really like another guy, Oklahoma State's Marcel Aitman, uh, very big wide receiver. I think he's about 6'4", 6'5". 
still really raw, still has to work on his ability to create separation at the NFL level. But but he's a guy who I think can be a nice red zone sort of target for Mitch Trubisky. Give him as many big guys as you can. Right now, their wide receiver core could use some help. Aitman's a guy uh, that I think can make a lot of sense for the Bears a little bit later in this year's draft. Jim in the comments section is asking about Shaquem Griffin. He's asking, could he be the Bears' second-round pick? Third round, I would say, yeah. Second sounds a little pricey to me. Yeah, 39th overall is a little too high to take him. And while I I believe he can still make a big impact in the NFL, despite the fact that he has no uh, – he, he's missing a hand – uh, I think that the thing with him is, especially when it comes to the Chicago Bears, I'm not sure where he fits. I don't know if he's really an inside linebacker in a 3-4. Uh, maybe he could be sort of that Buda Baker type hybrid safety slash nickel kind of guy where you could kind of move him around the, uh, a little bit. But I think the second round way too high for him. And I agree with you, Kevin. If, if the Bears had a uh, third round pick, it makes a lot of sense. But I think the second round is just a little too high. Right, and I love his story and would love it to continue in Chicago, but the value just might not be there. Speaking of stories that continued and occurred in Chicago, two of the biggest legends of the recent Chicago Bears had retirement ceremonies yesterday. It was Devin Hester and Matt Forte. Chicago Bears fans everywhere celebrated their careers and uh, what a ceremony it was. Uh, please now drop your favorite Devin Hester and Matt Forte memories in the comment section below. We'll get one from Matt in a minute, but first I want to talk about each of these two separately. Devin Hester has 20 career return touchdowns. It's the most in NFL history. Will Devin Hester be a first ballot Hall of Famer? Uh, every part of me wants to say yes. I feel he deserves it. He checks off all the boxes. It makes a ton of sense. But you know how, how fickle the NFL can be, particularly with these sort of things. He, he tried to stake his own, uh, his own case yesterday, uh, basically talking about the fact that he changed the game. And in so many ways, he did. There's uh, the way that the, the kickoff rules have changed. And, and the fact is, Devin played a huge role in that. And I think he's deserving. I think he will eventually get in. I think, I think that it makes too much sense. He changed the game. He's the type of player that... When Devin Hester stepped out on the field, if you were watching the game, you stopped whatever you were doing to see what he was doing. And if you were the opposing team, you were doing everything you could to try to keep the football out of his hands. So I think he deserves to be in the Hall of Fame. I just don't think he's going to get in on the first try. Andrew, Kevin, and many others in the comments section right now are pouring in to say their favorite memory was, of course, the first play of the Super Bowl against the Colts when Devin Hester ran the opening kickoff back for a touchdown. Uh, that doesn't count as one of his 20 regular season return touchdowns uh, and NFL records. So the story is just so much bigger than the records themselves. All right, a little bit about Matt Forte. He finished his career with nearly 10,000 rushing yards, nearly 5,000 receiving yards. Astronomical numbers when you really consider it uh, for a total of 14,468 career yards from scrimmage. I mean, there wasn't a lot of guys during the same era putting up those kinds of numbers, and yet Matt Forte is kind of forgotten a little bit by fans outside of the Bears network. So where does Matt Forte rank among the great running backs of his era? I, I agree that the, there's a 
sort of this notion that that Matt Forte has never really gotten the credit he deserves. In Chicago, he is very well loved and and people always refer to him for his greatness and look only one player in Bears history has more rushing yards than Matt Forte, and that's Walter Payton. And, and to be ahead of guys like Gale Sayers, Neil Anderson, players like that, that means a lot. And given this era that he played in and the fact that it, it started to become more of that two-back system, he was never really a, in a two-back system. Chicago relied on him heavily both in the passing game, both in the receiving game. I feel like one of those things is if the Bears would have been a better team on the field, maybe had a few more playoff runs, I would put him more in that category of a Marshall Falk type. And, and I'm not saying he had a Hall of Fame type career. I think he was probably be in the Hall of Very Good. Uh, but I think he would get a little more recognition for what he did. I, the fact that Matt Forte only ever went to two Pro Bowls is also a bit stunning. He had five, five of his eight seasons in Chicago were 1,000-yard seasons. One year he had 997 yards in, I believe, 13 games before he had an injury. So... He was vastly uh, underrated outside of Chicago, but I definitely would say inside Chicago. People know and understand just how important he was to the Bears organization. Troy and Jack in the comment section sharing their favorite Matt Forte moments. It's the same one. Matt Forte's first game against the Colts, that big run is what Troy says. And then a couple people sharing their Devin Hester moments outside of the Super Bowl return that everyone knows about. Jesse and McClellan saying the same thing. The game where they made uh, Denny Green have his meltdown. They, the Bears who are who we thought they were. Crown them. So... A lot of people mentioning that. David saying, don't forget the field goal return against the New York Giants. I think that was 108 yards. What memories do you have that haven't been mentioned already? I will say the Monday night football game, I believe it was his rookie season. So in 2006, against the St. Louis Rams, he returned two kickoffs for a touchdown. First one was spectacular. One of those things where it was just Devin being Devin. Second one... I don't know why St. Louis decided they wanted to kick to him. They did it. Devin did a little prime time, a little Deion Sanders action with the little toe taps, uh, the looking back at the, the, the would-be tacklers trying to get after him. So that one is definitely ingrained in my brain. That one was a fun, fun moment because, you know, sometimes teams didn't learn their lesson. They thought they can outsmart him even when, they are, even when he already beat them. Uh, that happened in a game against Denver, too. Uh, they, they punted to him twice, and he returned it. Uh, to the house twice. One of our producers, A.A. Ron, a diehard Bears fan, is in the studio right now chuckling at all the Forte and Hester memories. Okay, those phone lines are officially open, so please give us a call. The number is 615-422-5240. Whatever you want to ask Matt, go right ahead. It's your turn right now. I've asked him a ton of questions, so have many of you already in the comment section, but we want to hear your voice specifically, so please call in now with your questions for Matt. In the meantime, I'll jump into the comment section and find a couple questions here for Matt uh, while we wait for those phone lines to buzz. So real quickly, Matt, maybe you can give us some takeaways from uh, Ryan Pace's um, presser today. Sure. Uh, today, Ryan Pace, he, as I mentioned a little bit earlier, he talked about the fact that the Bears are not going to take a quarterback at number eight. No surprise there. We all kind of knew that. Uh, he said he's got eight players on their big board. Of course, he wasn't willing to divulge. Any of those names, uh, why would he? And then lastly, he was asked about Kevin White. And the interesting thing is Kevin White, there's a deadline next week for his fifth-year option. 
Uh, he was not willing to commit either way. My assumption is I think everybody believes there's no chance the Bears are going to pick up that fifth-year option. It's going to be worth roughly around $14 million. Uh, so the Bears, they didn't pick up the fifth-year option last year on Kyle Fuller after he missed the entire season. And look, Kevin White, he's played five games over the course of three years. So uh, no surprise there that they more than likely aren't going to pick up that option next week. All right, we've got our first caller on the line. You're on Breaking Bears right now. What's your name and what's your question for Matt? Uh, my name is Grant Sims. And uh, my question for Matt would be, if the Bears don't get an offensive lineman in the first round, what do you think about Tyrell Crosby in the second round? What do you think, that is a Sorry, Kevin, I was just going to say, that is a great, great name to bring up. Uh, he played there at Oregon, so Mark Helfrich knows a ton about him offensive tackle but I think he could also probably play a little bit of guard too if you would if, if you think he could sort of play guard for a season and then maybe move him to the outside to right tackle Bears are going to need to replace uh, Bobby Massey at right tackle so I definitely think he would be an option in the second round although I wouldn't feel comfortable taking him quite that early I think if maybe you were able to trade back a little bit of scenario maybe like how when they got Adam Shaheen last year trade back uh, grab a couple grab a fourth rounder or something in the mix but I think uh, I think he makes a lot of sense all right, we've got another caller on the line here at Breaking Bears. Oh, you got to got to turn the volume down on your show, please. We can hear your feedback. Thank you. Welcome to Breaking Bears. What's your name and what's your question for Matt? All right. This is Chris. Hi, Chris. And, uh, how's it going? Uh, I had a question for Matt. Um, so I was wondering, uh, since we re-signed Benny Cunningham. Do you think we'll go into the uh, draft for another running back? Or do you think that uh, we're all set at that position? Thanks. I love your show, guys. Thanks. Thanks for checking in. Running back, is it on the table for the Bears, Matt? I still think it's a possibility. I do like Benny Cunningham. I think he fits, actually, this system pretty well because he's a good pass catcher out of the backfield. We saw that last year. He's pretty good in the screen game. So I think that makes some sense uh, if they hung on to him. Uh, back to the to the last caller's point, too, about Crosby, uh, the Bears could go after someone like Royce Freeman in, in from Oregon, the running back who has uh, experience with Mark Helfridge, knows the system a little bit. So I wouldn't rule it out, but I don't think it's a huge area of need now that they have Benny Cunningham back. I think you feel pretty good about having a running back core that's Jordan Howard, Tariq Cohen, and Benny Cunningham. Uh, if they don't improve it, I think you still feel pretty good about it. All right, I want to get one more question in here from the comment section. It's from Kevin, who actually, it's not me, I promise. I'm going to make the question. He's making a comment. He says, Forte was the epitome of the modern-day running back. When you look at Le'Veon Bell, Ezekiel Elliott, these guys who can run, catch the ball, do it all for their teams, was Matt Forte just maybe a little bit ahead of his time? I, I think he was. That's a great, great point, and especially with – the way that these running backs have evolved, uh, like you mentioned with Ezekiel Elliott and with Le'Veon Bell as of late, that they've become such important parts of the offense where you're not just a running back. You're not just a guy running through holes. You're catching passes. You're expected to do a lot of different things. And Forte was doing that years before because the Bears actually understood what he did very well. Uh, you look back at what he did with, with Mark Trestman, and I know as much as people don't want to remember Mark Trestman, and I don't blame him, uh, but he caught 100, over 100 passes one season. Uh, that's just things you don't see very often. So, yeah, he was ahead of his time a little bit there. 
All right, that'll wrap up our phone calls and questions for Matt segment. We want to get his final thoughts on the poll. Let's read him off the results. What should the Bears do with the number eight pick? It looks like Quinton Nelson was way out in the lead with 50 votes, and then trade back was number two with 15. Roquan Smith gets 12 votes, and Tremaine Edmonds gets nine. So not so much love for the linebackers. They want Quinton Nelson or trading back. Your final thoughts on the poll and the way this turned out. It doesn't really surprise me with Quentin Nelson being the, the top option. He's, he's the name that everybody's focused on as of late, so I don't think Bears fans would be all that disappointed if he's the guy. And in terms of trading back, it makes sense, but uh, you, you better hope that, that one of those quarterbacks is still sitting there. That will be the best chance for Chicago to trade back. All right, Matt, we know you're a busy guy. We're going to let you go now. But everyone, make sure you're following Matt and all of his work at the Chicago Bears on 24-7 Sports. He's the man. His Twitter handle is at Matt Urich. Matt, thanks for being with us today. Thanks for having me. All right, of course. Okay, to close out the show now, I want to make sure everyone follows that Facebook page, Chicago Bears on 24-7 Sports. Do you think that the content there just creates itself? No, Matt Yurick is working day and night to bring you the latest and greatest Bears news. He's not just here checking in for 30 minutes once a week on Breaking Bears, although we're glad he does. He's got a lot of other things on his plate, and he's giving you Bears news from every angle, so make sure you're following him on Twitter, you're clicking on all the stuff that he's posting on the Facebook page, and when you do find yourself in one of his articles, make sure you're following the link to sign up for his newsletter. It's the only way to stay up to date with everything Breaking Bears. And there's a draft coming up, you might not have heard, but there's some, gonna be some big news on the horizon, and we want to make sure it's reaching you, all the Bears fans at home. All right, a big shout out to Matt Yurick. Thank you very much for being on the show. Thanks also to the production team here, A.A. Ron and Mike the producer here in studio. For everyone else here, make sure you're keeping it locked to 24-7 Sports. We're talking your team all the time.